fucking god the problem the problem with this goddamn podcast is that by the time i need to troubleshoot things i'm already kind of drunk <laughs> hello and welcome to love drunk i am your host charlotte rose y'all we got a real special one this evening we got a real real special one i am so excited to have this person on the podcast we go way way back Wait, mm-hmm. wait. I I feel like I could be wrong, but I think besides my mom and my sister, you may be the guest that knows me has known me for the very longest. My good friend, my older brother, my two-time prom date, John Lee Tarver the 4th is on the pod. Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast, John. You're here. How does it Thank feel? You, um, it feels amazing. I've never been on a podcast before, and um, I probably won't ever again. <laughs> this is my one and done, probably. Who knows? I'm gonna, the, I'm future, gonna ru- the future is wild. I'm going to ruin you for all other podcasts. Oh, my God. Here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison, and anything is on the table except for... Gin! That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. It's that Don't simple. You, you, you better. I dare you. I may. I dare you. I'll just, I'll just have the Love Drunk Gin. Love Gin. Love Gin Drunk. That's my new podcast. What if, what if <laughs> Love Drunk blew up and uh-huh. I did create a gin that was you know it's like i i don't know if you know the bible but um (laughs) (laughs) more or less yeah more or less um you know it's the like whole thing of like can jesus create a stone that even he cannot lift it's like can charlotte Mm -hmm. create a gin that is so good and powerful but she cannot drink (laughs) no taste Um, testing at all to quote the Marvel universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the universe is expanding. I'll take, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of the spinoff. Dude, please. I've been begging people to, to, to make a gin podcast. Um, John, what <laughs> are we drinking? I've forgotten the name, but I, I think it's St. Valentine's. Um, I actually don't know. No, it's, it's, it's not St. Valentine's <laughs> at all. It's, um, it's Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. And then there's like word below it says Valde Dige, Valde Dige, Italy, Italian. It's Pinot Grigio, friends. Is is Pinot Grigio? That's all that Pinot really Grigio. matters. Um, all that matters. This is not so. I I haven't even said this yet, but I am not honestly. I'm not really a Pinot Grigio kind of lady. Like I prefer a Shard. This is really good. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of this. Um, I googled um, best Pinot Grigios um, when we were figuring out our drink of choice. <laughs> and this was our number one choice. And I'm like, this actually looks pretty good. And it's affordable-ish for a good Pinot Grigio. So I got, um, mine was, I think that at Pavilions it was $29.99, but I got it because of my little club card. I got it for um, twenty one ninety nine. 
So I got eight whole dollars oh. off. Um, it was really funny because I was about to give up hope. And for some reason, like I needed help finding this. And like the gal who worked there walked by me and she's like, do you need any help? And I said, nope, just looking. And I was like, why do I do that? Like, why do I do that? I did need help. Like, why, why didn't I just do that? Why didn't I just ask her? And so then I was looking and I was like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. And then I just go, sorry, are these your only Pinot Grigios? And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Go around the corner and all of our Italian Pinot Grigios are over there. And I was like. Thank God oh, you asked. Thank God I asked because then I would just have some rando Pinot Grigio that probably wouldn't be that good. And it would probably just perpetuate my feelings on Pinot Grigio not being that good. Mm-hmm, probably. Thank you for opening my eyes, John. Uh, anytime, you know, that's what I'm here for. Oh, so, um, to go yes. to rewind a little bit, I've known you since 2005. Thank you. I was in eighth what are you grade talking and you about? were in seventh grade. What? <laughs> what I said fake year. Fake year. Oh, um, fake year. It just was. It was so long ago, dude. Oh, so no, so long. Ago. I was in eighth grade, and you were in seventh grade, and we were in PE together. And I almost want to say it was after we found out we were in PE together that we realized we were in the drama class together with Mrs. AJ. I forgot I think about we were in the PE. same drama class. No, we no, were. Yeah. We definitely the PE were. Of outcasts. Like everyone who wasn't in athletics was in PE. Oh my God. There <laughs> were so we, few we were of us. Of it, it was, was so literally like maybe eight of us. What the fuck? Because athletics was like if you did a sport like during a season. And so. You didn't even have to do a sport. You could stay in off season all year long and just run. And we hated running. So we didn't want to do that. Oh, yeah. No. That's hilarious. I. You just unlocked a memory because I was like, if someone was like, how did <laughs> if someone was like, how did you and John meet? I would have been like, oh, we were in the same theater class. I was in seventh grade. He was in eighth grade. We were in the same theater class. Nikki did your during our face paint unit. Nikki. It was Dalmatian, right? Yes. And she and so she called yeah. you Spotty Dottie for the rest of the year. Yep. Oh, my God. She did. Yeah. And she continued that into high school, actually. And she I sure did. I think I forgot why but i knew that she called me that yes she called you spotty dotty because she did um dalmatian makeup on you um but i completely fucking forgot that we were in pe together wow yeah Yeah, i try to just block out all physical education the fucking pacer test like block all of that out Mm -hmm. oh you know what no i swapped that around we were in drama class and in pe and then i talked to you in pe because i recognized you from drama class like we were all doing our little like cult warm-ups stretches. Where we were doing like stretches and shit. And you were like diagonally behind me to the left, like one row back and one over. And I think I like turned around and I was like, you're in my drama class. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, cool. I hate being here. <laughs> Get me and then out of we went body. to prom together twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and that's all it took. That's literally all it took. That's all it took. Yeah, we've there known each other for along the way. But... Oh, a couple, a handful. Um, this is this is kind of skipping. This is I'm definitely spoiling the whole damn thing. But um, the funniest thing that I that has come up recently is that my current boyfriend knew you like oh my god a little bit in college like y'all weren't like best friends or whatever but you were in this you were in the film fraternity and you were his grand big correct 
Oh my! Yeah, yeah, that was that's true. That that was a really weird, really weird moment because, mm-hmm. of course, I've known you since 2005, and you're basically my little sister if I had one. And I was in Delta Kappa Alpha, which great memories, one of the best things I did in college. And I had a little my senior year. Her name was Tuesday, and I love her. She's great. Um, but then I graduated. And I was like, when are you going to give me a grand little? Like, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think it was like 2015 spring that Casey became her little and therefore my grand little. And I mm-hmm. found out. I'm like, oh, my God, Casey. Hi, I'm your grand baby. Let's go get lunch. And we got lunch at like whatever it was called. It used to be called the 2-9 Cafe because it was on 29th Street. But mm-hmm. they, I think they renamed it to Study Hall, I think. And uh, we got lunch, and it was a nice little hour and a half. He's a cool guy. And then uh, I, I never saw him again. Obviously, I moved back home in that fall to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was last summer, I think. And it was after y'all had been going out for a little while. And mm-hmm. you, like, mentioned him in your story. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, wow, I know Casey. That's cool. Like, crazy. That you guys like know each other. LA's such a small world, and you're like, haha, yeah, we're dating. I was like, excuse me? What? Yeah, and now we're like, we're about a month, we're about a month shy of a year. So it's getting pretty serious. Yeah, I think that the the best thing about that was then Michael, my friend Michael, who I think was in your grade. He was. Yeah, Michael Schwartz. Uh, last um, name, yes. sorry. No, no. no, I mean, like, yeah, Michael, I mean, whatever. I invited him to be on the podcast. Whatever. He didn't want to do it. I was like, okay, rude, whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> He took all of the pictures for, he did like, he and Casey did the photography. That was how you were like, oh, and you know Michael now too? Because he did the photography for, yeah. for no, Love Drunk. I know Michael too. And you're like, yeah, he's roommates with Casey. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, because they Why didn't. Just they make didn't... friends with all my old friends. That's me, honestly, classic your little sister, just invading your friend groups and being like, <laughs> um, yeah, because they didn't become friends until after Casey graduated. And then like they met through a mutual friend and that now they're like BFFs. But the funniest thing is that there was one time I was over at Michael's, like kind of not early on in Casey and my relationship, but earlier on. And <laughs> and Casey just goes. Charlotte knows John Tarver. And Michael goes, how do you know John Tarver? And I go, John and I went to prom together twice. How do you know John Tarver? I've known John Tarver since I was in seventh grade. How do you know John Tarver? How dare you imply that? (laughs) John Tarver is mine. How do you know John Tarver? Mm -hmm. Well, like it was uh, Natalie works with one of my friends from like USC, Alexis. Yes. And I think it was Wait. on Twitter. I like responded to something that like Lex or Natalie posted and the other one replied and they were like, how do you know them? And I'm like, hi, how do you know them? Sorry, who and do you they're know like, here? Oh, they're like co-workers. It's so weird. And they're like, oh yeah, we know John. Like, Yeah. So s- small fucking world, dude. Insanely yeah. small world. And? I mean, you're living in the city that I lived in for five years and I went to school in and you're working in the <gasps> same industry. But I'm just saying, LA is a big city, though. You're right. LA is a really it big is. city. 
It is. It is a pretty big city. But you're right. You're right. I did. Um, now I'm like in with a lot of, not a lot of USC people, but in the same way that like anyone who becomes friends with me now knows a ton of UT people. Like, UT you know, people. it is what right. it is. We just all, and that's the thing is we all migrated. Like we all went from Austin oh, to LA. Like caravan over there. It was wild. <laughs> we made a mass exodus. People are leaving slowly. And I'm like, don't do that. I don't want it. People are leaving in LA. Oh. I said people are leaving in LA. Um, people are you leaving LA. That. I think that the pandemo sure did. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the porcupine. Yeah, I'm I'm really trying the to get John press. to do his his wild laugh that um I've done it a little bit already. A little bit, but you haven't really like unlocked it. My goal is to truly mm-hmm. unlock it. It like both enchants my dreams and haunts my nightmares, you know? Like John's <laughs> laugh yeah. is the most and I hope you don't feel self-conscious that I'm like talking about your laugh not this anymore. Way. <laughs> We're not in high school anymore, friends. Like high school and like early college, I was like, oh my God, everyone's stopping me about my laugh. And, like, people that work sometimes, when they're, like, new there, will be like, that's your laugh? And I'm like, yes, full throttle, it's me. Like, take me or leave me, baby. <laughs> take me, baby, or leave me. Do it. No, Ow. and that's, yeah. Hello? Are you okay? Mine in the throat. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fine. He died doing what he loved, being on my podcast. <laughs> yep. It's my first true love. Not my um, ex-boyfriend's. Of course. Oh my god. Of course. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> Me literally being like, this is what my podcast is about. Hold on. We'll get to that in a second. Just calm down. Um, let Put me that back in the file. <laughs> shh, let me let me finish what Close I was going to say. Cabinet. John, as much as people probably want to hear about my and your history, our shared history, people are like, tell us more about gym class, please. Like, I'm dying no, to know. Don't do that. Don't no, do don't do that. Um, so what what's up what's up, dude? Like what is up with you? A weird thing happened last year. Mm-hmm. Where um there was a global pandemic. And I'm wondering oh, fuck you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did not know I'd do it this soon in the podcast. I unlocked the JTAR of a laugh. <laughs> oh my God. That I was horrible. I hated that so much. <laughs> um, you were like, oh, like something horrible happened last year. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, girl. What happened? Let me know. What was it? The breakup? And you're like, oh, a global pandemic. And I was like, oh, I thought she might go there, but I thought she wouldn't like, but you did. So You had so much faith and trust in me. And I just took it and slapped it out of your hand. You just mortared it basically. Mortared it. Anyway. um, Anyway. Um, you, but you were in, when was, Okay. I remember a time when we were sitting at Zoe's and you were telling me why your last relationship failed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was I? Oh, okay. No, or maybe it was when we were at breakfast. Or maybe, okay, no. 
No. Okay. We were at Zoe's and you were telling me that his dog chewed up all your shit. And then... What year was this? Was this 2018 or 2019? Do you know? I don't know. 20... 20... (coughs) No, it was 2018 probably. Okay. So I was still in that relationship then. And like nothing really nothing had happened i think you were just talking that had happened yeah nothing nothing bad had happened um and you were talking Mm -hmm. about the dog chewed up all your shit and then 2019 we were at breakfast and i told you the story of my at the time current boyfriend oh yes and me we went to uh it was seven mile bakery whatever in keller right yeah seven mile Yeah, yeah. yeah Anyway, we had we had breakfast and I told you this whole long story. I was like, let me tell you the story about how me and my boyfriend, who I love so much, got together. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I told you the most horrifying story. And <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. I was and you making were so a joke. happy about it. And I was like, mm, like, yay, Charlotte, I'm your first and foremost cheerleader. That's awesome. I'm glad you're happy. And in my mind, I was like, I want to fucking punch this guy. Like, if I ever see, I hope I never meet him because I will not like him based off of this story. Um, yeah, I Thank made a joke did. off. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't think you ever, I don't think he is in Texas now, I think, but I don't think you'll ever run oh. into him on the street. Um, but I, I remember I, I made a joke <laughs> off off pod when we were just catching up and chatting where i was like yes me a shell of a person being like i'm so happy (laughs) insane Uh, absolutely insane so i told that story and then you told the story of your breakup from that was the person right that person was this 20 this is uh that must have been early 2020 if that no, um, I think it was. I think it was late 2019, <laughs> early 2020. Oh, it was late 2019 then, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Because I was still with, I was still with what's his face. I think I came back with um ex ex bar friend, um, <laughs> code names. Oh, I have a whole spiel about code names. I don't know if you want to use. Code I did names. listen to one episode. So that was. I heard. I heard that code name. Okay, hold on, real quick. Um, and I do know Kyle. Uh, I know Kyle. You mentioned that one in that oh, one. Oh, you you sure do know Kyle. You sure do be knowing Kyle. John was mm-hmm. there when it not, happened. Not in, a, not in a very while, and not in a very long while. But no, we we're social social media in contact. I like, like through this post and stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. I I am not. I am not in any yeah, sort of contact no, with I Kyle. You were not. I figured you were not in contact with Kyle. That's probably smart. Not because of, also, but also, he's also, also he's married now. So like, good, good for him. I, I just, yeah, it's, good it's for, good for it, him. It's one of Hope those things happy. that we're, <laughs> I just, it's like, it's not because of anything bad. I don't have any like negative feelings towards him at all. Like we were no, it's kids been too it's, long. Yeah. It's whatever. It's been so long, but it's like yeah. when I look at it, it's like, but why would I? Like, why would we be social media? Fr- like, what is the point of being social media friends with this person? Yeah, I've had um, experiences like that. Yeah, and so really quick, my spiel is: I don't even know. Are you planning on using code names in this at all? I'm still tossing it around. 
I don't know. Well, just well, just in case John uses code names, I'm sure you're sitting back wondering, like, oh no, I've been involved with John Lee Tarver the Fourth or Charlotte Rose. I don't want all my shit out there. Fear not. Here on Love Drunk, we do encourage guests to use code names so that no one knows who we're talking about. But you'll know. You'll know. Mm-hmm. Also, if you don't want to use code names and you just want to fucking call people out, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> just blast it on the podcast. Just blast it on the podcast. Grab my this... megaphone. No one touch this man. <laughs> Listen, Love Junk has loyal followers. I don't have like a ton of followers yet. <laughs> so, you know, this is the time. Get in early. Get in on the ground floor. Talk shit about your exes by name. Do it. Yeah. Call it out. So this ex. The most recent one. The most recent one. How mm-hmm. you can talk <laughs> about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's the one and then there's the other one. We had to specify. Yeah. yeah. I met the one. <gasps> we had a hotel breakfast together. We did. He was he was a good one. He was. I didn't do right by him, probably. I don't know. Hindsight. But I also feel like you maybe also this is hard because I'm always going to be on your side no matter what. But... I think oh, that you did you you did right by him by letting him go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you come off you it come off clean, baby. I do. I I'm clean. I, I I'm so clean I got showered. Oh, he freshly showered, squeaky clean. Little little mm-hmm. bubbles coming off of him. Yeah. So that was the so the most recent relationship was the last one that ended mm-hmm. and went th- so that ended uh end of 2019 huh we went on a break in uh october of 2019 and we broke up officially on his end in january of 2020 but when we went on that break that was his decision and i as soon as he was like oh, i want to see where it goes like we just need some time apart like i'm like fuck yes we do goodbye and for my all my part, I I was done, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. So, um, we we were in a relationship for a year and a half, and then after that point, we were on an agreed upon break. But I was not invested anymore. Right, you were kind of like, you know, if this does, was, you, you didn't apologize. So. <laughs> Yeah, so you also, you did have, like, a pretty, and and granted, I would say, like, mid-March is when things started shutting down, like, (laughs) pandemic-wise. You did have a pre-pandemic breakup. Were you kind of, like, going through, so, so mine was really, really fresh. Obviously, I was not on the apps. I had, like, really just kind of, I was, I was still healing. Um, where were you? Like, where were you at? Did you take time to yourself? Like, what what was kind of going through your head January through March? January through March. Um, well, it didn't really end in January. Because I, mean, I feel like with most breakups, you still, like, you don't just, like, call it done and emotionally move on. Like, mm-hmm. you, you still have feelings tied up in it. And so where we had ended it was that he sent a very flowery you know nicely politely worded text of like i think we should move on from each other you still mean so much to me i grew so much with you i hope we can stay in contact and still be friends blah blah and i was like okay like whatever fine i mean 
do you want to be Facebook friends? It's not my problem. Like, I just don't have to interact with you. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, right. I had gone on to, like, unfollow him just so I didn't see his stuff, but he could still see mine. And then I think I very quickly, like, undid it. So I was like, oh, God, I'm reacting so harshly. Like, no, like, we should just call it and be friends. Like, why am I so tied up in this? And so this is, like, probably, like, mid to late January, like probably like 15th, like 22nd, like somewhere around there. I feel like that Mm -hmm. was the date. And then um, he posted on his Instagram uh, and it was his dog who I I had grown to love so much, like my own dog. She was the sweetest little thing. We had a rough start. (laughs) Like you mentioned, she tore up my jeans and my wallet. And And your charger, right? And my charger was separately. That was one night. And then after that, she like descended into like, I'm chewing up your jeans pocket. I'm finding your wallet. I'm chewing up your wallet. And I'm <laughs> chewing up your debit card and your credit card. And like biting your She's license. like, I'll never stop chewing. I'll never She's stop like, chewing. She's like, you're in his DMs. I'm in his wallet chewing everything up. <laughs> like, we are Fuck not the same. Fuck off. I'm you're uninvited from the podcast. Okay, well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Um, how dare you? Anytime anyone no, makes so, a joke that is so unbelievably funny on my podcast, I'm like, how dare you? Get off the podcast. It's like I can't even laugh because it's too funny. Um No, and so like that morning, like I had to, I was literally staying, he lived in Dallas and I lived in Fort Worth. So if people are not familiar, if you're listening in LA, um, they're like probably about like 30 miles apart probably. And it's not LA traffic. It's not like you're going from like, you know, LA to Orange County. It's like the highways here actually run pretty smoothly. So yeah, in, in Texas, like it's central, like a minute, a mile kind of. Yeah, it really is. So if you're Mm -hmm. going from Fort Worth to like central Dallas, like downtown, and he lived near downtown, so it was pretty close. Um, It was about 35 to 45 minutes, depending on traffic. Um, And so I had worked that next day in Dallas. um, And I had stayed over the intention of like, hey, I'll go, you know, stay over. It's the middle of the week. I'll go to work the next day. Like I'll kill time at a coffee shop or whatever. When you leave for work, and jeans are dress code for my work. And so she d- destroyed my jeans and my wallet and my credit card and debit card. Mm-hmm. And so it wo- I was literally in bed and I woke up and he's like, you're not going to be happy. And I'm like, happy about what? And she, he's like, um, just, uh, you're not going to be happy. And I'm like, well, fucking what? And I get up and I look over the bed and she is just like sitting there kind of just looking at the both of us and my destroyed paraphernalia is like on the floor and i'm like oh my god and i like get out of bed and i like literally like can't process i'm like on the ground like on my knees like taking it in and i fucking start spanking her and i'm like i'm I'm not even like really paying attention because i'm like oh my god like my credit card and my debit card and my jeans and my wallet are destroyed and he then I'm like, oh, he's like spanking her. What the fuck? And then he's like, oh, you can spank her too if you want. And I'm like, she's a fucking dog. She doesn't know what she did. Why would I want to? She doesn't. Hit her? She doesn't remember. She did it and then immediately forgot. 
she doesn't give it. She's a fucking dog. Why would I want to hit the dog? Like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, no. You crazy motherfucker. And so then he gave me $100 cash to go get new jeans. Oh my god, you told me that this was the um, story you told me. We're sitting, I'm eating my fucking chicken roll-ups at Zoe's, and you're like, and he gave me a hundred dollars cash. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, this this asshole. I might call him asshole, actually. That might be his code name. Code name had a nice job. Real nice job. That's all I'll say. A Um, lot of assholes do. I know, right? They just move up because they just slice people's throats whenever they want to i had to work at 10 30 and so i left in like athletic shorts that i had packed and a t-shirt and i went to north i was working near north park at the time for that day and i went to north park mall and j crew opened up at 10 and i literally went in found my size put them on and I'm like, hi, I want to buy these. Can I wear them out? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And I'm like, my boyfriend's dog chewed through my jeans. and like, oh yeah, you can do that. I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then I went to work and I got there at like 10, like 28. And like my supervisor at the location was like, are you okay? Like you seem kind of like flustered. I'm like, I'm fine. It's fine. Um, so that was that story. I'm Yeah. Are you are you feeling a little love drunk, John? A little bit. Love drunk. That's not the theme, but it's my theme. It's your theme. It's your bit. theme. It's my John theme. actually has love a drunk. lovely. He has a lovely singing voice. Like it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I I'm not. He has a like lovely singing sarcastic. voice. I know it actually did, and I said it, and I was like, "Why does it sound like I'm being so sarcastic?" No, he is actually he he is like a, a beautiful singer. Right he's a, dude, why am I being such a bitch to my good friend? Um, no, he's he can't let his head get too big. Anyway, um, no, no he he's a beautiful singer. You and Natalie should do a duet of the love drunk theme song. Oh my god, I would love that. We would love that. So we'll cool. we'll set it up when you're when you're visiting LA. We'll see if we can do it. Oh um, yeah, we'll do we'll do that. <laughs> um. Okay. After you've told that story, I guess like okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have to start. I told you I was going to ask you questions. Oh, and shit. I'm sorry. I never finished this story. Um. No. So he posted a picture of his dog on Valentine's <laughs> Day and was like, "No, this was this is we were like in like this social was... media contact for like this yes. is 2020 February 2020." 14th valentine's day mm-hmm. posts a picture of his dog and he's like oh uh happy valentine's day to my you know number one valentine sorry so and so and i was <gasps> like hey, what and he had tagged his new boyfriend i'm about uh, to about flip this desk after we <laughs> had a a fish he had officially ended things um, and so at that point I was like, the fuck, like, I can't take this. And so like unfriended him, blocked him. And then I was just like, oh, God, I'm, you know, I'm being rude. And I, I didn't unfriend him at that point. I unfollowed him again unfollowed him on Instagram. And then, uh, this was like, probably you didn't hear anything any from him or whatever from a while. And then, uh, so probably right when pandemic was like sort of hitting, and I was really stressed out at work. And like, I 
posted about taking a bike ride in Fort Worth and I'm like, oh, it's like cool outside is the least stressed I've been all week, blah, blah, happy day. And uh, he liked it on Facebook and it sent me into a tailspin. And I was like, all these feelings came up and I'm like, why am I even allowing someone contact with me who makes me feel like this? And then I just unfriended him on everything. It was blocked and everything like that. So, um, Can since then I, I have say, sorry, real quick, yes, I'm in a hundred percent interrupting you, but can I mm-hmm. say the fact that you got there on your own is so impressive. Like I, I really do want to give kudos to you because for me, I was obsessed with the adrenaline rush that I received when, when my ex and I were broken up. And he was at the top watching all of my stories, watching all my shit. Like I knew that he was looking at everything I was doing. I Mm -hmm. got high off. It was like a drug. Like I was literally just like, that was something. And it, and, but, but the negative is that it did affect. Yeah. And, but it did affect everything I posted and everything I did. And it took a a hand. Exactly. And it took a handful of good friends to finally get me to, it took a a handful of my good friends and also my family, because I also described it at one point as like, it's like, yeah, it's good when I'm getting it. But then also I looked at one of my friend's pictures and he commented on it. And it, I felt like I described it as I felt like I had been struck by lightning. Like it just, uh, mm-hmm. like I, it, it literally sent a shockwave through my body. I was amiss the whole night and mm-hmm. my family. And then also the friend group that I sent a conversation, like I sent that to being like, Hey, this happened. And like X bar friend, I just saw his name and it like freaked me out. And all of them were like, you have to block him. You have to block yeah. him. I know that you want to be friends. I know that you want to be civil and cordial. You have to do what's best for you and you have to block this person. And yeah. it took like a solid eight people to convince me to do something that you just figured out on your own. So I want to give you kudos. I want to give you props, give you praise. Good job. There's like imaginary confetti going around me. Like I just want a prize or something. So. Thank I'm going to send you glitter in the mail. Like, good job. Don't you ever fucking dare do that. I was about was to be terrible. like, I'm like, shit, Johnson never going to give me his address ever again. Nope. Nope. I'm, you're going to be like, what's, I'm getting married. What's your, what's your address? And I'm like, motherfucker. You're like, no, nah, bitch, you ain't, you ain't going to, you're, you ain't going to fool me, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> is it, is it, a, is it a website invitation? Cause I'll take that, but you're not getting a paper invitation. <laughs> To me, ma'am. I won't do it. Anyway, anyway. But, <laughs> anyway. but sorry, to, to I, I didn't interrupt you to tell you that, but I do want to give you like a major kudos for coming to that conclusion on your own, you know? Well, thank you. No, I, I've since unblocked him on Instagram because I, it, this is going to sound so new agey and I apologize. I'm, I am not new agey just for what it's worth. I don't have crystals. I don't do anything. And if you do, that's great. It's not for me. But like, mm-hmm. um, I was working, so our, my work shut down probably like right at the start of April and we had the choice, mm-hmm. it's a Dallas based company. So we had the choice of either going on furlough or going to work in the warehouse because of course, online business was like booming 
and mm-hmm. they were like literally at like 600 700% of like volume of orders to fulfill so I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep working. Like, I'll do that. And it was a big, humongous warehouse. So you could, like, lay the Eiffel Tower down, and the warehouse is actually bigger. It's wild. Yeah, it's huge. That's insane. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, and so I was doing, like, you know, shelving orders and uh, pulling and shipping and stuff like that. And, like, there was one night i dreamt that like i loved his friends by the way his friends were great and they loved me i'm actually still in contact with a lot of like the friends i made through him that is the sign that you won anymore. the breakup you won the breakup I mean, it's not a competition but i did win but if it was you would win that's 110 percent. i have mentioned this in other podcasts i am still friends with like most if not all of his friends and they're all like, mm-hmm. listen, you're great. You're great. Yeah. And we're so happy that you are in our life now. And I'm like, nice. So high five for that. High five for that. So there were like two of them in my dream. And I was hanging, I was literally dreaming. And they were in my dream. And I was like hanging out with them and talking and catching up. And it sounds so weird to talk about this was in a dream, but it was in a dream. And we were having a good time. And then one of them like pulls me aside. And she's like, hey, I just want you to know, asshole is really sorry. And, you know, he does have a new boyfriend, but like, I hope you two can make peace with moving on. And uh, he really wishes you well. And I'm like, well, I wish him well. This is all in the fucking dream. And it sounds so fucking weird. And it sounds weird to me, but it happened. And I literally woke up the next day and I had such a sense of peace about it. Like, maybe my subconscious finally, like, broke through the brick wall of, like, whatever was going on in my head. And, like, since then, I've, it's been history. It's been past. It's not anything that I tie myself up in feeling-wise. It's still, you know, I can look back on it and be like, goddamn, like, that was shitty. And there were good times. But there were a lot of really awful things, too, where I was like, you know what? Like, neither of us needed to be in that. And I hope he's happy with whoever he's with now. Really weird. He looks a lot like me. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah. Brown hair, striking blue eyes. A little bit taller than him. Jaytar got the most striking blue eyes. You look at his baby pictures, he's like, in your soul. Mm-hmm. I was told once that I had White Walker eyes for any of the Game of Thrones fans out there. <laughs> yeah, this um, is an audio no, podcast, so, so just imagine John with just glowing blue eyes, please. Yeah, but anyway, um, I forget what got me on that topic, but... Um, just, yeah. um, you were talking about how that sounded very new agey. I oh, yeah. love that. I I place a lot of importance on dreams, um, even if it is mm-hmm. your self-conscious working things out. Um, my mom, since I was a kid, she has always been really into dream interpretation. She's a very spiritual, like, God-fearing woman, but, like, mm-hmm. she is very oh, much – she's man. also – Oh. I love, I love your mother. I just, I want to get that out there. I, you know, she was in the episode before this. I listened to it. 
learned so much about her. But even prior to that, this woman is a fucking icon. Love her. My favorite person on God's Green Earth, Angelique York, my favorite person. I love her so much. She is literally everything I aspire to be. But she (laughs) got me into dream interpretation like super, super early on. So I can kind of do it. I can kind of do it a little bit where if someone's like, oh, I had this dream. And I'm like, well, I think it might be about this, this, and this. But like, even I have these wild dreams and I like call my mom and I'm like, I have this dream about this, this, and this. And she's like, I think that it could have something to do with this thing. La da da. Like, I think that in so growing up with that, I think that dreams are so important. And I think that that Mm -hmm. is like such a wonderful gift that you received, just like your subconscious being like, hey, dude, we got it all figured out. Like, this is all good. And like, we're moving on, you know? And I I think that that's absolutely amazing. Um, I love that so much. And now, John Lee Tarver IV, I do have to ask you something. So before that, for the record, for the listeners, ever since, like, high school, people have called me by my literal full name, whether it's just John Tarver, like, no one calls me John. I have people at work who call me John Tarver, like, it's my name. Like, it's a two name, like, a two, like, name name, but it's my first and last name. And then, of course, my middle name is Lee, and I'm the fourth. So people will literally call me John Lee Tarver the Fourth, as if it's my name. So as if it's Charlotte one word. Is, has been, as if it's one word. There's no spaces. There's no hyphens. Just all one word. Oh my god! One of my favorite memories of, and this is a tradition that we have. I swear to God, we'll get to the questions. I swear <laughs> to God, we'll get to the questions. This may. Oh Jesus! Anyway, Lee, when you and I went to Shelby and mm-hmm. David's wedding. This yes. was the first oh wedding. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know what you're gonna say. Yes, Shelby. When we went to Shelby and David's wedding, this was the first wedding that we had gone to for high school friends, mm. and obviously we were like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Like I can't believe that these two. But also, Shelby and David had been together since the dawn of time, so all of us knew that they were going to be the first to get married. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, God, in in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and Shelby and David to be together. So The day after the seventh day, it was Shelby and David. He took a day of rest and then he was like, Shelby and David, 110%. And it was, and and I want to say it was the first wedding that I went to as an adult and I was afraid it was going to be weird. And it was the absolute opposite of weird. I cried. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I, I loved it. It was such an amazing time. But Mm -hmm. it was hilarious because I showed up to – and John's parents were invited to the wedding because, like, they Mm -hmm. were close with Shelby and David, close with Shelby and David's parents. I showed up to John's place, and then we all went from there. And John's dad, Lee, right before we left, he was like, who wants shots? You want shot? Charlotte, you want a shot? John, you want a shot? Yep. Like, your your ex Sam, of the time. Sam was there. Sam yeah. was there. He was like, you want a shot? And all of us were like, what? And he goes, we're all taking a shot. We're all taking a shot. And It was fireball, Charlotte. It was fireball. It was fireball. And so now, any wedding that John and I attend together, it's only been two so far. Mm-hmm. Keeping our fingers crossed for more in the future. But any any wedding that John and I attend... 
before the ceremony, we take a shot of Fireball in remembrance of he's not dead. He's still alive and kicking, but still just remembrance of that day. And that is so yep. important to me. And I love it so much. <laughs> and that's about love because it's about weddings. Anyway, John Lee Tower the Fourth, do you believe in love? Well. <laughs> um yeah, more or less, I do. I believe in it. I think it's less of a, you know, people have in, in fiction love at first sight. And I think mm-hmm. some people do it too. And I think that may not be, in my opinion, love. I think it's attraction. I think it's, sometimes it's lust. And I think sometimes it can turn into love. And I think you can have a first date and be in love with someone already um but there's a quote from a one of my actually it's my favorite show ever six feet under this is an advertisement if you ever have any thoughts about watching six feet under watch it it's my favorite show ever and it's helped me through a lot anyway but there's a quote from it love isn't something you feel it's something you do so if someone doesn't uh this is the second part i don't really remember very well but it's basically like if something if someone doesn't want what you're giving, go and give it to someone else. And I, I, I butchered that last part, but it's it, the whole, like, it's not something you feel, it's something you do. I think especially mm-hmm. when you look at, like, long-term relationships where, like, the, you know, attract, and they're not, maybe not the attraction, but, like, the the honeymoon phase is gone, and you're maybe you live together, and maybe you have a child together, and you're balancing two jobs, and, like, Maybe, you know, you have a death of an in-law or a parent or a family member or something, or maybe you move together. I think that love is something you actively choose to do. And I think pursuing that is, it takes a lot of fortitude, but it's very admirable. And um, that's what I, I, I believe in love to that extent, is that it's something that people choose to do they choose to participate and give love to their partner um long after that it's easy to do so yeah good i love that <laughs> um sorry that was so that was a lot good I'm sorry good. good um Great. no it's it's li- it's anyway it's because i've recently listened back to a lot of the podcast and every time someone says something like so beautiful and so wonderful and like so concise and you're just like yeah I find myself on the podcast recording going, yeah, and I hate it, and I hate it, and I hate it. The fun so thing is listening- you hate jokes in your podcast, and you hate succinct, wonderful answers? I hate me listening to these beautiful additions to the podcast and going, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hate that so much, but it's also <laughs> hilarious. I will say that listening to the podcast and hearing something and then in my brain thinking of a joke and then hearing myself say the joke, like, immediately afterwards, I'm like, yes, bitch. Consistency. We love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's a, a a writer, a sports writer named Shay Serrano that I followed on Twitter for a long time. And he would say, like, one of his catchphrases was, can't be counted on in a crisis. And <laughs> I 
picked that up and adopted it. And like anytime one of my friends like dated a shitty dude that would not support them or like would, you know, run at the first sight of trouble, like, okay, so obviously you can't be counted on in a crisis. And so that was like the the two things I took from Shay Serrano are don't marry me, I'm not ready, and can't be counted on in a crisis. Sounds like a really healthy person. But speaking of marrying, mm-hmm. John, are you going to get mm-hmm. married and can I come? Um, you're going to be probably like my, what's the best? Best man, but like best gal? I don't, what's the term for that? I'll be best man. I don't care. I'll be best man. I mean, whatever. I know you would, but like, I mean, maid maid of honor is like the like female maid of honor. Best man is the man man of honor, and then you have like their like maid or man of honor and matron of honor. If it's their like married, if it's a married person, but like, what if it's your? What if a guy is getting married and you have a woman as your like? best maid that's stupid just honestly best, best groomswoman like i don't know like whatever whatever the heck you literally want to best, I, don't I don't know you get to you get to come up with it but i am about to kick my microphone i'm so fucking excited i mean uh, you probably you probably would be i i would like to get married someday i um yeah i would like to get married someday i think call um, it call it team groom a team groom b like call it Call it whatever you oh, want. That's true. Call yeah. it what literally, but call it whatever you want. If I am room the a, room A captain, if I am your like, call it best person. Like I don't even care. I would. I'll, yeah. I'm about to shit my pants. I'm so excited. I mean, no joke. You probably would be like, if I'm being honest. But I don't know. I've thought a lot about that. Of just like what like a wedding party would look like. I guess, between two gay men. And I've always seen, like, you know, Instagram pictures and, like, they're obviously a gender mix and stuff, but, like, also, it's, like, specifically for me, who? You know? Mm -hmm. And, like, what, I feel like, I don't know. It's so weird to think about, like, well, who would I invite? Like, who would I, like, ask to be in my wedding party? And, like, I have some very easy answers. And, of course, there's no, like, minimum requirement on your wedding party but also mm-hmm. like that's a good question easy question would i want to get married someday yes i would who's going to be in my, in my wedding party i have no fucking idea my well my question oh, is I, are I you going to get married and can i come time. so that's that's a simple answer oh, is yes, yes you want to get married well, and yes I will be there. yes i want to get there you go i'm just making it nobody <laughs> No, 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 you're fine. I would say that for me personally, I have, I have, I say I always, I I would say like when I was probably midway through college was when I realized that I would want to have a co-ed bridal party in the sense of Uh like a, like a team bride and a team groom sort of thing. But that is also as someone who has come, like I'm a heterosexual woman and I will be marrying a man. So honestly, as long as the numbers match, like for me, it's like if if this person wants. Actually, no, I'll say if I want seven people, they got to come. If the numbers match like that. I mean, 
fucking have two guys walk down like the aisle. Like if they have issue with it, then Why you're not the marrying the right not? person. But they're not asking Why the, the fuck not? The bridal party or the groom party. Like who gives a shit? Like I mean, who literally maybe you're literally walking down an aisle like, together? Yeah, and you're you're here for two other people. Like why do you why mm-hmm. do you care? Like you'll get a yeah. picture taken. Good for you. Like. You can say, oh, yes, this is in this wedding, and, like, they had a co-ed party. Wasn't that amazing? I was just going to say that you've always been in my, in every iteration of my bridal party, you've always been in my bridal party. Oh, well, that makes me so happy. I've never been, actually, in a party, so I was, I, that was another question of mine. I'm like, will I ever be in one? I don't know. You're going to be, you're going to be I, in mine? I haven't been in one yet is a better way to phrase that hopefully someday oh, i will be but well in in 2021 i will be a maid of honor and a bridesmaid for the first time in one year so that's gonna be wow. very fun and exciting yeah i'm, I'm awesome. made of um natalie Patton, friend of the podcast um i'm her maid of honor and then madeline grace Love i am her. one of her bridesmaids bridesmaids is a that's how you say it um, so yeah, in the same year. Like the movie. You just says you just make it plural. Bridesmaids. Yeah, exactly. Bridesmaids. <laughs> um Sam was I went to a wedding with him, actually. It was one of his best friends. And uh loved that friend. She does not love me because I broke up with him. Uh it was down kind of in Houston-ish, and it I forget exactly. It was probably like December-ish, maybe. Novemberish, Decemberish, but he was he was the man of honor for her, mm-hmm. and then she had all bridesmaids, but the only guy was her man of honor, and it was Sam. It was cool, I thought. I mean, it, it was you know an interesting because she was marrying some guy, you know, and he had all groomsmen, but she had a man of honor, and it was like heck yeah, like it's cool. If I am your best person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to maintain this. It's okay. We're saying the podcast now. But if I do end up being your best person, you can call me best gal. Best gal. Okay. Best gal. I I, I have filed that away in my head. Best um, gal. But I feel yeah. like someone would have to do a lot, a lot to take that away from you. So. I'm gonna be best gal. <laughs> if you want me to wear a suit, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll wear Girl, a suit. It's all good. You want? Love it. You but do you? Do... Pink dress. As long as you're there by my side, like you're good. Also, Stop, like, I have I'm... to have a, a boyfriend and a partner first. So. <laughs> but also, I am going to cry. But have you? Have you? Wait, right did, now? Don't do that. A little bit. Okay. I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about it. It's going to be great. Um, oh. Have Have you thought about it? Have you been like, I want little finger sandwiches and I want this to be our first song and et cetera? Like, I always love asking this question of boys, no matter what their sexuality is, because I feel like mm-hmm. from an early age, it's hammered in that women are the ones that are supposed to plan the wedding and do whatever. Um, so I always mm-hmm. wanted to know, like, d- have you had ideas about your wedding, dreams about your wedding, things that you want? Like, what what are you thinking? Um, I, You know, I've always loved outside weddings. I love a lot of green and kind of outside seating and a uh, sort of altar i guess i don't know not really altar i'm not religious 
you know and so i it'll be a very ceremonious kind of wedding and like very you know meaningful but i, I don't know if alter is the right word anyway but uh i mean uh no, I think you know, I think kind it's of, altar. If yeah, you, it's you, altar. Altar, altar. Yeah, it's but like, altar is like, the right word. Take you know, you have your photographer and just like a very picturesque, like sort of image by like a maybe a little wooden stage and like you know uh, a tree and green, maybe kind of like a a good vantage point behind it, and you know, you know wood and lighter tones, and that's that's really the extent of it. First dance, I have never thought of because i feel like that choice would be much more dependent on the person like it has to be it has to be like a meaningful dance to the both of you it can't just be like i love this song you're dancing to it like you know right for at least in my in my opinion some people have may mm-hmm. feel otherwise but haven't thought of that I honestly have thought a lot about invitations. It's kind of a weird thing to think about, but like I have No one like, ever talks I'm, about invitations on Love Drunk. Please tell me about your invitations. Well no, just like oh my god. Um no, just I have like obviously like our core group from high school like is invited and some are even going to be part of the bridal uh, the groom party. It's incredible. Who knows if the future might take me? Like the um, fu- the future may hold a million things. Fuck gender, social construct, or a dress of a goddamn will please. It's but dumb, I but won't. that's a, it's but not, it's not but, quite in my wheelhouse. But if I wanted to, I would. But if you wanted to, you would, and that's the whole mm-hmm. thing is knowing that the option is available for you. Exactly. So of course, there's that, and there's like good friends from high school that I would invite. But like since I've moved out of LA, there have been very, like. I don't want to say few, but like people that I don't really stay in contact with that I was very good friends with in college and while I was living in LA. And there are people that I have not stayed in contact with. And there are people who I have stayed in contact with, but like, I don't, I hate to say I'm not actively friends with them, but like, it's a social media friendship of like, you message on Instagram or you like their posts or you like their tweet or whatever and there's mm-hmm. no like I don't want to say not meaningful but it's not actual it's no substitute for actual in-person interaction right and so that's been my relationship with a lot of people for that live that I've made friends with in college for the last six to seven years and so kind of gauging that of like well like you know what's worth an invitation um, and then also like coworkers. I mean, I work at a company where I'm usually one of the younger people there, especially like full time wise. You have a lot of part timers who are like empty nesters and like grandmas and people in college who are like working part time between classes. And I have people that I've stayed in contact with, you know, for. I've been with the company for seven years. And so I worked about a year at one location in LA and then I transferred to the Fort, uh, Fort Worth location. And then I was there for four and a half years and I've been at this location for a year and a half and gauging like, well, okay, like we're coworkers, but are we like friends and are we friends enough to me for me to invite you to my wedding? Like whenever mm-hmm. that may be. Cause there are people now where I'm like, Oh, I could do that. 
but also like I have no boyfriend and therefore have no person to propose to or propose to me. And then, I mean, that would be at least, you know, I don't know, give it two years. Like if they're working here, if they're not working here, if I'm at a new location, if I'm not in contact with them, like all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I have my mom and dad, they, um, I guess this is a good time to bring that up. They met through mutual friends. And then after that, they were in those mutual friends' wedding, uh, in the in the wedding party for both of them. And they were at the time both seeing other people and actually both engaged other people. Did you know that? You didn't know that. I guess not. I my thought dad was maybe engaged one... to some girl. I knew about your dad being was... engaged to some girl. I did not know that Dee was also engaged. Yeah, no. Um, my dad, Lee, was engaged to some girl. They dated for like two years and they got engaged and they were engaged for like a year. And then it just... It didn't work, you know? And then my mom dated this guy for five years. And it turns out she found out that he had been cheating on her for three years with multiple women. Stop. Um, uh, even, after Whoever? He, even after he proposed to her. Whoever uh, yeah. cheated no, on I, D, I, it's yeah. on site. It's literally on site. <laughs> It's like I, sight. It's like sight, fist, and face. I like, love that. I'm literally the next time I see your mom, I'm gonna be like, show me a picture, and I'm gonna Photoshop age it up just so I know who to attack on site. I yeah. I'm upset. No, but like so, continue, continue. Yeah. yeah. So he cheated on her for like three years, even while they were engaged. I think she found out through like some jewelry that he had purchased and didn't give to her. Yeah, right? It's like, it's classic, but it's classic because it happens. And this is yeah. like 1989, everyone. Also, I'm thrilled with the result. I'm thrilled with the okay. result that happened. So yes, they were they met, they were engaged to other people, and then they were in this wedding. And then after this, they were not engaged to other people. And they met up again at the same mutual friends. And uh, my dad asked my mom out and literally first date to wedding date was eight months. Eight months. He proposed after a month and a half. Technically also and they, if you... They are celebrating 31 years next month of marriage. If my if my dad hadn't died, we'd have beat you. Um... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm well aware of that. You, your parents' love like, story is a little bit like, like wild. Two two weeks he proposed. He proposed after yeah. two weeks. I know. You know. You've heard this story. Um, and then what in is your her... par- your parents are? I I feel like your parents are an exception. And mine are too. Like fucking a month no, and a half. Okay. Like that is, but that is that is the thing is is how did you feel growing up knowing that your parents were the exception to the rule? Did you hear that story growing up and being like, "Oh, I'm going to get married." Like that's how I'm going to get married? Like did you feel that way? No. Well, all all of that went out the window when I realized I was gay. Like I mean, not not necessarily, but like I it, it the traditional sort of romance you know, story of like, oh, we met through a coworker, like, 
oh, we met, like, at work. Oh, we met, like, uh, you know, out one night. Like, I just, mm-hmm. and we got, you know, we dated, and then we got married, and here's our child, and we're 25. Like, they're just, like, it didn't, <laughs> It didn't really re- resonate with me anymore. It didn't seem realistic. And it, if I say some people don't have that, fucking look at Tom Daly. He's like fucking like 26 or something. And he's dating Dustin Lance Black. And he's like in his like late 40s or 50s. And they have like two kids. Good for them. But they also have money. Yeah. So did you? Um, um, so, but, but that's another thing is when you're growing up, when you were hearing the story, like, Mm-hmm. Was it something that kind of hit you a little bit different? Was it something that and and also granted I was I was with you at the time that you were coming out and um mm-hmm. if you want me to cut this out I will just let me no, I will I don't care. whatever but you you were outed 110% you were outed by people you trusted and I was one of mm-hmm. the people who heard about it from someone who betrayed your trust and outed you and um and that is just the truth and you know moving on and it's it's been years it's been years after the fact but at the same time like i don't pretend that that didn't have any effect on you at all but but yeah was that something that like when you were listening to your parents hearing all of that was that something that like was weird to you or was not i don't know like I don't even know how to ask you that. Like, what was your experience hearing these stories from your parents? Because I've I heard them from my parents, and as a, a straight cis woman, it was something that I was like, "Oh, that's something I can replicate." Like, I'm very mm-hmm. curious to hear what you were thinking when you heard these stories. Honestly, I don't know if my parents ever like ex- not explicitly because they, they did explicitly tell me this, but like. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I don't think, like, growing up, I never, like, really heard this story. Like, it was, and, and maybe I did. I don't, I don't have a very strong memory of it, but I, we've talked about it since I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And that is the stronger memory that I hold on to. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I they, 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 they probably told me at some point, but, like, I never had any sort of strong attachment to that narrative, I guess, because I feel like I only really like committed it to memory after I came out. But the, the, I will tell you the weirdest thing for me was like, I, th- I guess, I guess the strongest connection I had to it was this year when I turned 29, they were 29 when they were engaged. They had both tur- turned 29 that year and then we're very shortly after engaged. And then it was probably, what was it? Uh, so October is 10 uh, minus 6 is, uh, they got engaged in April uh, or March or so. And so then I turned 29 in July. They were both 29 at the time. I turned 29 in July. And I kind of had this moment of like, oh my God. Like, my. My parents were, no, 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 wait a second, no, 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 they were 28, they were 28, I turned 28, and I was like, holy shit, my parents were, like, engaged at this point, and had, mm-hmm. had been engaged to other people prior to them ending that. 
next so meeting. So you're like double engagement. Out, getting engaged. And I'm like, so you've had lengthy relationships and significant relationships before you ever met. And then also you had this one and got engaged and got married when you were 28. And I'm like, oh my God. So my first boyfriend was, I was 23, which I came out more or less to them and in general at uh, 16. So that's a good like seven years, you know, of like (laughs) being 16 to being 23, seven years. Of course I dated in college, but like, I, I don't know if it was like LA or myself or the guys I was trying to date, but like, it would be like a one, two done or like one, two, three done. Like it never stuck. And my first boyfriend was at 23. And so it was all those relationship firsts of like being like in constant contact with another person, like being beholden to another person's wants and needs and desires or lack thereof and all this stuff. And that was just, I felt so old to be having those firsts. And so that relationship lasted about a year. And then I was, you know, single for about a year. And I had like a fling or two between them where it was like a month, month and a half of like dating and sex and et cetera, and didn't really stick. And then uh, I met asshole it was like April 2018 and then we dated for a year and a half and a year and you know 10 months if you want to call our break dating but like that was my second relationship and I ended it at almost you know 27 and a half and it, it just it's so weird to me to like see people who have dated in high school and they dated their high school boyfriend into college and maybe they broke up and maybe they stayed together. Or maybe they're married to them now, or maybe they're, you know, had multiple relationships in high school and multiple relationships in college. And like, there's of course such a spectrum there, but I feel like because of my sexuality and like the sort of like weird delay of like, I was such a sexless being in high school. Like I had my first kiss the summer before college and it was technically a stage kiss not technically it was a stage kiss um i remember it wow sweeney Sweeney todd yeah and it like happened in rehearsal and i'm like wow my lips my lips feel weird like that was the reaction i had i'm like oh Mm -hmm. that's what it feels to have someone touch your lips like and i was 18 and then i had a little right before i went to college i had a little forest you know park fling with a guy and that was my first experience with a guy at all ever doing anything and I feel like so many people have that when it's like they're 14 or 13 or 15 and I was like 18 going to college and so there's this weird Mm -hmm. delay as a gay man of like I'm experiencing first that like should have happened like six to seven years earlier you know? Yeah. Do you think that that has, do you think that that is related to the fact that you were in Texas, that you grew up in Texas in the South? Like, 
Ah, uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, I I think, I mean, it's not that Carol wasn't a, a super progressive atmosphere. Like I was, mm-hmm. I personally was never, you know, gay bashed or experienced homophobia personally. That that's cool, but I know people who did. Um, and they were more uh, feminine than I was, or more flamboyant than I was, mm-hmm. um, and it fucking sucks. And I think even seeing some of yeah. that, like, was like dissuading, but also knowing that, like, not to say that, you know, that was my dating pool because I wasn't interested in any of them, but like, that was also the gay kids that I knew, like, and I had no sort of exterior really network mm-hmm. you know people gay kids at other schools I didn't know them I mean kind of one act play but like not really because we didn't know each other we just added each other on Facebook and just... oh yeah that was that was the thing of like that that was the <laughs> that was thing of did. the that was what you like, did, right? If you were in a zone, you like looked on your cast list in the program and you added people that you like moved on with. It was weird. Literally, no, it was <laughs> disgusting. Like I remember there was a dude that I added from Capel and I like Capel mm-hmm. High School. Um, and like we would talk on the phone and he ghosted me before ghosting was a thing in the sense that I called him one time and he didn't answer and then he like just never answered my voicemail. And like that was, <laughs> and that was just it. Proto ghosting. It was it was pre ghosting. It was ghosting before ghosting was a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Proto ghosting. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. John's like, yeah. no, the thing I said is right. It is correct. Um, it's proto ghosting. <laughs> anyway, oh, I I don't, I don't know if you heard that. It's called proto ghosting. Is if you were ghosted before uh, you it's ghosted. It's the term it's that I just came up with, everyone. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Oh my god. Um John, love songs and breakup songs. I'm such a humongous fan of sad bangers. And maybe that's just me. T- tell like, us what oh are your god. what are your go-to sad bangers? Tell us. Um well a classic would be oh fuck, what is it? <laughs> what is it called? Um oh my god, no. Um Dancing on My Own. Or whatever it's called, Robin. It's 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 like it's a it's a Robin dancing like, on my own. It took it took all of the like things that had happened before, and like there's it's it's a dance beat. It's like repeatable. It's you just sing along to it because you're like fuck yeah, this song. You sit down and listen to the lyrics. It's goddamn sad. So the like, the problem is, like, is the problem is that. I once tweeted, um, if you're in a relationship, you must clear the dance floor when they play dancing on my own. Um, and now I, and, and that's because I was perpetually and single. And now I am in a relationship and I'm like, stop. I do want to still dance to it. Thank you. <laughs> Don't exclude me. It's not fair. It's not fair for me to do that. And yet I'm like, no. dancing on my own is such a banger. <laughs> There is this artist, Ray, R-A-Y-E, that I love. She's got one song, Regardless, that I really love. So good. Uh, Muna, M-U-N-A, 
they're like a queer free girl band like pop punk rock indie like they're so fucking good but like their both of their albums have so many sad bangers on it where you're just like yes i feel fucking awful i'm on the dates yes so good heartbreak oh my god break it down like it's so amazing um Dagny, D-A-G-N-Y, amazing. She's Swedish. Um, there's a, it's, a, it's got a song, uh, Only a Heartbreak. So good. Um, some other ones. Um, I mean, of course, the like originators, not the originators, but like the ones for me, at least that stick around, Fleetwood Mac. Like you fucking listen to rumors. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Um, someone saying is there, like, is there, any, is there anything else? Like, do you have any, do you have any love song? I'm first of all, I'm mad I didn't mm-hmm. buy a second bottle of wine because I want the second bottle of wine. Um, uh-huh. I finished my bottle of wine. I drank a whole bottle of I mean, wine. Do you by have myself. anything else to substitute? I mean, I caught vodka, but <laughs> love songs. You talked about breakup songs. Do you have any love songs? Uh, <laughs> not you don't really. have to. I'm just asking. Not really. I don't know. I I uh don't know. I um not not off the top of my head. No, not instead of love love songs. I do when they're good, of course. But currently, they don't hold a lot of room in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really hold a lot of memory for me. It have so so what has been your experience have you been trying to date during the pandemic? Have you been on the apps? Like what's what's going on? Uh sure. So it's been weird. I feel like for a lot of people trying to date, it's been weird. Um I had a guy it was probably like June of last year, I think. We matched on Hinge, and we talked for a little bit, and we were like, yeah, let's have, like, a FaceTime date or whatever, or Skype or whatever the fuck it was. It was FaceTime, I think. Zoom? And we literally talked. I don't think it was Zoom. It was, like, FaceTime. I don't, I don't have I don't. My work doesn't require Zoom for my role, so I've never had to, like, really be a part of it. I've done, like, a Zoom half or two which I think I think when I finally did one someone commented and they were like oh is that still a thing and I'm like it is for me bitch like fuck why the fuck are you asking off. are you kidding me like, no Zoom why are you being like, so why are you being so exclusionary like Casey and my first date ever was a Zoom date and he used his friend's professional like premium Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, a yeah. Zoom account so we could talk. And then when we were in the height of the Zoom game nights, I I did mm-hmm. it too. I anyone can purchase a like a pro Zoom account, and I had mine for like a good six months or so, and was paying yeah. for it every month so that I could be the person that hosted the Zoom meetings. Because again, yeah. me being an extrovert, that's what you do when you're an extrovert in real life. You transition into paying for the the, the pro Zoom <laughs> so that every <laughs> kid, everyone people, can you're be. like, hi everyone. I'm gonna I'm have like, you all interact, and I'm gonna be the one to uh, arrange it. 
Yes, and also you can't log off after forty minutes because it's still going. So you gotta stay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was me. But um. But now I think I get. I don't know. I I do think free Zoom is a thing through the job. So whoever the fuck was like, oh, is this still a fuck off? Zoom is still a very yeah. popular thing. Yeah. Uh, we had a little. It was it was like a FaceTime date or whatever. We talked for three and a half hours, and we met in person in public mm-hmm. and we like went to like white rock lake and it was nice when we walked around it was way too hot and uh we went to this brewery because it's got texas and, and it's always too hot no it was like june or july i'm like motherfucker this is like low 100 heat index or like high 90s or whatever the hell it was jesus and uh we got like drinks and dinner and um it was nice it was fine um, but, uh, we both left and it was like, okay, nice to meet you. Yeah. So good to meet you too. Yeah. Like, let me know if you want to hang out. Okay. Yeah. You too. Hugged. Goodbye. I haven't talked to him since. That's fine. It, I, I left it and I was just like, eh. like, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I feel nothing like, which I don't know if it's just my emotional deadness or what, but I, I, I will say like, my last relationship, asshole, it was a lot of give on my part and a lot of take on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned earlier that it was, you know, I lived in Fort Worth and he lived in Dallas. And it's a 35 to 40 minute drive um, with moderate traffic. If it's rush hour, it's more. It's probably like 50 minutes, 55 minutes. If there's a wreck, God help you. And he had a dog, so then he couldn't just leave for the night and come over and do whatever we wanted. So I was always the one who went to Dallas. And I work a a retail merchandising 40-hour-plus work week. And, you know, sometimes overtime, sometimes the shift change... I'll work at 5 a.m., work at 7 a.m., I'll work at 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. to 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9.30, 12 a.m., I don't know. And so I was always the one who went to him. So that was like two to three nights a week. I'd go to stay over. And Mm -hmm. then he would leave for work at, if it was a weekday, at 7, 7.30 and then I would drive back home to Fort Worth and have my day off or go to work at noon or whatever it was. He probably came to Fort Worth. I could probably count on two hands or less how many times he did that in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a lot of, you know, oh, we are coming to Dallas. Oh, well, I need to run errands. So we'll go to Half Price Books. We'll go grocery shopping together for him. We'll go Mm -hmm. to Hollywood Feed. We'll go to this place he's wanted to try, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll go to his friends, blah, 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 all this stuff, year and a half. And I realized when we had gotten out of it that I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I wanted to spend my time with, how I, what I enjoyed. Uh, I had fallen out of contact with most of my friends. I never saw them. So reconnecting with them. That night that uh, 
he was, it was the breaking point for me. Uh, thankfully it was, uh, my friend's birthday party. So we went over and I was very lucky to have a bunch of my friends there to, you know, sort of console me and work me through that horrible last straw that happened. And then it ended and I realized like, oh, I love biking. I love, it's a stress relief for me. I love putting in my music and I love going 25, 30, 35 miles and it's exercise, but it like, it's such a zone for me and I, it's a, it's a stress relief and it's a therapeutic for me. I love mm-hmm. seeing my friends. I love going to movies by myself or with friends, either or. I love going to bars with friends or by myself. I love going to new places. I love road trips. I love all this stuff that I didn't get to do because I was getting so much to this relationship. And now I've realized how important it is for me to have that time with friends and that time with myself, what makes me feel good, what makes me unwind, what makes me de-stress after work, you know, uh, it's, you know, retail and it's pandemic and it's supply chain, it's all this shit. And it's just like constant, just things are happening. And so it's a lot going on and it makes me feel better. What makes me feel better? It makes me feel better to bike. It makes me feel better to do this. And it's much more important for taking care of my mental health and my physical health and my emotional health. And so I've got all of this going on and then trying to factor in dates and stuff like that. Like, oh, I can do this night. And then I go out with them and it's like, ah, like they're, they're nice. They're fine. They're good people. They're good guys. There's nothing wrong with them. I don't feel that connection that spark to like i want to see them again so why should i spend more time that i had to sacrifice from other parts of my life to spend this on the person that i'm not sure about you know Mm. yeah and so that's been a lot of the last really two year and a half Mm -hmm. or so of just like, if this person inspires me enough to where I want to see them again, then I'll make it happen. But if it's like, oh, you're a good person. You're a nice person. This is a nice date. I'll probably leave it as is. And I, uh, honestly, maybe it kind of shows because it's been a little bit of the same re- re- reciprocal. It's like people haven't reached out back to me. So it's like, okay. Like, so we both agree. That it's yeah. like, okay, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we can leave it for what it was. Like it is what it is. Because that's, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I get that. I had a, uh, a first date recently that was really good. It was a really good first date. And we were like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a Thursday. We got dinner and drinks. Good time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when are you? I would love to see you again. Yeah, when are you free? Sa- let's do Saturday. Cool. Went out Saturday horrible absolutely horrible second date oh my god he oh, like no. why we, we were gonna get dinner and drinks and this actually happened on the first date he ate dinner before we were gonna get dinner and drinks so it was like drinks on his part but i was the only one eating right and weird. so weird yeah weird weird and so weird. i was the one eating and drinking and he was drinking and then 
Second date, same thing happened again two days later. And then we went out for that, and we were going to bar hop, and he went into the second bar, and he knew the bartenders or whatever, and was like, oh, I know this place. I'm like, great, love it. Um, and he invited his friends without telling me, and so they just showed up. One was straight and drunk, and one was gay and drunk. And I was like, you didn't tell me this? Like, I'm not prepared for this. I thought it was a second date. Like, why are you inviting your friends? Like, this is a surprise group date. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, I would have been been fine if you had told me prior, but you jumped it on me. Um, Yeah. And then uh, we went to the third location, and, like, his straight friend was accosting a group of girls and then the gay friend was like oh god i'm gonna go home i'm tired and they kissed on the lips goodbye and i was like um excuse me what was that and he was like oh what was what i'm like you just like said goodbye on the lips like what the fuck and he was like oh we used to when we first met we were like on a date and i just wasn't into it but we're still friends but i just i was trying to be nice and i'm like that's not how you be nice. That's not how you're nice to a friend when you say goodbye. You don't kiss them on the lips. You kiss them on the cheek, if even. Like, you hug. Maybe that's appropriate. And then he, like, didn't think anything of it and was like, you should come over for, like, movie night next time. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. And then next day I was like, hi. Thanks for going out with me. Had a good time. I don't feel anything romantic. If you want to be friends, that's great. If you don't, I understand. And he's like, oh, okay. Thanks for being honest. That was it. And then I I posted about seeing Shang-Chi in theaters. And he was like, oh, how good was it? And I was like, it's really good. You should see it if you get a chance. He's like, I will. I'm like, okay, have fun. (laughs) And you were like, yeah, you sure did take that friend thing to heart. I'm just like, okay, like, it was so weird. So that's, like, my, like, stint of, like, actual, like, follow-through dating. It's, like, second date. It's horrible. I'm like, well, why am I wasting energy? Which sounds so cynical, and I realize that. But, like, I I don't have a lot of time. Most people don't nowadays. Mm-hmm. Between, you know, themselves or families, even more important, or you know, job or whatever. It's just like, you got to be very economical. And it's, again, it sounds so cynical. It sounds so pragmatic, but like, I don't have a lot of time to spend mm-hmm. on people. And I have to be very judicious of how I spend that time. Yeah. And uh, you've got to really valuable. make me, it is. And you've got to really, if you want to go out with me, if you want to get me for coffee or whatever, you've got to hook me. And if you don't no. I, I'm not wasting that time. And if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Don't do that. Don't it's do that. It's too late. No. We did it. It's too late. Don't get with my friends. I already. Don't, I don't, already don't, don't get with it. your friends. I already did it. I already did it. Um, John, it. I'm drunk. I know you are. It's okay. You know I am. Okay, is there anyone that you want to low-key curse? And obviously, like, we do not wish death or dismemberment when we low-key curse. We're just wishing for, like, hot coffee to spill on their lap, for traffic to be extra bad. 
um, for their leg to be generally inconvenienced in any way, shape, or form. Um, do you have someone that you would like to low-key curse? Asshole. My ex. Okay. How would you like to low-key curse him? All their food turned to ash in their mouth. <laughs> that is admittedly kind of biblical, but like we'll put it under the low-key curse. That's fine. Because it doesn't yeah, really do them it's, any it's, damage. It's, it's from Game of Thrones, but it's also very biblical. Yeah, he's... I don't know. It, 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 I, I, I'm glad that I experienced all of that because it really put in perspective of what things shouldn't be like. Yeah. And how it should be a much more reciprocal relationship. Oh, you shouldn't mm-hmm. give, 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 give. There should be a lot more taking on your part to make it balanced. So, fucking. Wow. I only have one more question for you. And <laughs> only one. You yeah, and it's you literally just talked about your asshole ex. And so mm-hmm. this is like a wild question to be I asking would curse you, him. But it's like, a very simple answer. I would curse him. I'm gonna cycle back to that. Well, John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um mm-hmm. We've just, honestly, we've been chit-chatting and it hasn't even felt like we were recording anything. Like, I'm legit just like, we're catching up. Um, But I do have one more question for you. And I do know Uh that it's weird because you just, you just low-key care someone. You just Mm -hmm. were talking about your asshole ex. But I do have one final question for you. Mm -hmm. John Lee Tarver IV. What is love? (laughs) What does love feel like? Hmm. I should. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've felt it at some point. Romantic love, I definitely mm-hmm. have at some point. I just—it's hard to feel it. Remember it now when it's been, you know, discolored by experiences. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like it should be light. I feel like it should be a lift of your spirit. I feel like when you look at someone and you're around someone, it should feel like you are like off the ground, you know? I feel like uh, you should feel like you're floating. That's an easy way to put that. Um, I feel like uh, you should feel like you're safe. I feel like you should feel like you can say your mind you speak your mind and not be punished for it or not be shamed for it i feel like you should again you should feel like you're safe to speak your mind i feel like you're safe to uh do what you want within reason of course i feel like you um should not feel shamed for what you think or um whatever i feel like love should feel like champagne i don't know Love should feel like champagne. I love that. No one has ever said that, but also I 100% know what you're coming from. Yeah, you know, it's 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 like, it's like bumbly and it's just like, it's light and you drink it and it's easy and it's like, you just feel like effervescent. I don't know. You just feel like you're ready for more, you know. Champs are for champs. So love is for champs, <laughs> you know. 
That was something that we continuously said at our front parents' wedding as we drank so much champagne. I had the worst hangover the next day. It was so bad. I was eating the continental breakfast just like, don't fucking look at me. Oh my gosh. John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Charlotte. Oh my god, anytime. Um, follow me on Instagram at lovedrunkpod. You can follow me personally at Rose. You can follow me on Twitter at Rose. John, do you have anything to plug? Social media, etc.? God help you if you want to follow me at JT of Earth on Instagram. I think my Twitter is the same handle now, but uh, I don't post a lot on there. Um, but yeah, that's all I gotta, all I gotta give. Okay, that's okay. I'll also double check this before I post it, and I'll make sure if you're, I'm checking all your active social media, and I'm posting it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there. Um, yeah. John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had such a good time chit-chatting with you, and um, it was amazing, and I love you very much. I love you, Yorkie. Oh, I love you, Tarvi. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night.